What is up, y'all? Uh, I was struggling to find time to record my podcast today. And so I decided, what the heck? I'm just going to do a little impromptu live stream here. We're going to put it out live. So if anybody pops in here, awesome. If not, hey, at least I'll still have the audio to put out on the Constructive Liberty podcast in the normal podcast channel so you can catch it there. I want to share with you a quote of the day. And if you're watching this video, you can see it scrolling across the bottom of the screen. But it says, the most essential factor is persistence. The determination never to allow your energy or enthusiasm to be dampened by the discouragement that must inevitably come. And that's from James Whitcomb Riley. I'll read that one more time. The most essential factor is persistence. The determination to never allow your energy or your enthusiasm be dampened by the discouragement that must inevitably come. And we'll get into why I chose a little quote on discouragement. As we get into the show, you'll understand why. Um, what have I got for you today? Well, I've got updates on the various businesses that were that I run here from the Constructive Liberty podcast. So we've got the farm, we've got the coaching business and a construction business and a couple other things, but those are the three I want to update you on. And then we're going to talk about <clears throat> some of what I'm reading in the book, Psycho-Cybernetics. I'm going to share with you some things that really stood out to me and then a couple of thoughts that I wrote down in the book. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll start with What's been going on around at the farm lately? It's It's been kind of a lot of discouraging events, and that's why I chose that quote about discouragement, about not letting things get you down. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a, uh, a whole, I don't know if you call it a covey or a, a, a group, a herd, I don't know, of coons that have been taking over the farm. And thankfully, they've not gotten any of our chickens or rabbits or any of our guineas. Actually, we did lose a guinea a few weeks back. So I'm not sure if that was from one of these coons or not. But over the last couple of weeks, we've ended up trapping and relocating four big coons. Like, I'm not talking babies. I'm not talking little coons. I'm talking big coons. These coons, they would rip the lid off of our corn bin and knock it over and eat corn out of it. They were eating the pig feed that we had mixed the night before. These coons had to go. So successfully trapped and relocated these guys, thankfully without losing any animals to them. Um, we've also got a skunk that's somewhere around. My dog has gotten sprayed in the face, I think twice in the last couple of days. So got to find and uh, relocate that thing as well. Hopefully this time, without uh, it living under my camper and spring. And yeah, I don't know if you heard that story that was back in, I think, February. Go back and check out that podcast. I'm not sure what number it is, so you might have a hard time finding it. Um, on Monday, we finally graduated our chickens. We, we were doing a uh, run of meat birds, and we graduated 42 chickens into the freezer. So that was... Not a lot of fun, but it was uh, it was good to to process those. It was good to get that out of the way, to get that done and over with, and we don't have to deal with those animals anymore because that is a lot of work. Um, the the discouraging thing, the thing that really brought 
that quote to me or that made me go search for that quote is something that happened yes yesterday i believe today is wednesday yeah it happened on tuesday so monday afternoon after we processed those chickens um i decided to feed the the inners the leftovers of the chickens to our pigs now we've got a sow that had 10 piglets and pigs love meat they love eating the leftovers of animals, of, of processings and things like that. They're omnivores. They don't only eat grass and grain. They eat meat as well. And so I, I went and fed the chicken innards to the pigs. And it all seemed fine, well and good. They dove into it. They ate it up. They loved it. All well and good. Next morning, I come out and Mama Pig is down. She, I had to go search for her in the woods she it was took me a little bit to find her, but she was just laying there not moving a muscle. And I tried to treat her that throughout the morning and um ended up she died. I'm I'm not sure what from. I don't know if she ate too much or something reacted badly for her, but we ended up losing our mama pig. Thankfully, none of the piglets died. We've still got 10 little baby pigs running around. They're old enough to where they don't need their mom. They're, they still relied on her for everything. Like they were freaking out when she was laying there not moving and I was trying to move her out of the pen. Um, but they're old enough where they're would still try to nurse, but they're mostly weaned. So we didn't have we don't have to bottle feed these little pigs anymore. Like they're, they're old enough to, to survive on their own. So that was good, but it was really discouraging losing an animal that trusted in you, that trusted us to care for it. Um, over the last couple of years, it seems like every kind of animal that we've had, we've had to lose one or two of them to learn a, a painful lesson. Um, a couple of years back, we lost a couple calves because of a cold, rainy night, and they they were out of their shelter, ended up getting pneumonia and dying. We lost two calves like that, and and that was that was so painful. You know, these animals rely on you, and you're not there. You're not doing. You feel like you're not doing what you need to be doing to keep them alive. And it seems like every farmer or homesteader or uh, anybody who cares for animals, at some point they go through those lessons and it's so discouraging. But I'll, I'll go back to that quote, persistence, the determination to not allow your energy or your enthusiasm to be dampened by that discouragement. That is such a hard thing to develop. It's such a hard skill or a, um, I, I guess I'll call it a skill. It's such a hard thing to, to learn how to do, to not let discouragement keep you down after it knocks you down. Sure. You know, mourn for a day or two, be discouraged for a day or two, a week, whatever, but don't let that keep you from trying. Don't let that keep you down. That is, it's a really hard lesson to learn when a mistake or something that you didn't know causes death to an animal. 
that relied on you. But the key there is learning from it, moving forward, and adapting to the to to future situations, like using that knowledge that you gain from that situation and adapt it to a future um, whatever. Adapt it to your care for animals in the future or or in your in your other business or in other areas of life. You you don't have to only let that lesson stick there. You can use that lesson in other areas of life as well. So that was some of the things that we've got going on the farm. Oh, we also had a, a hive of bees that swarmed. So there we had a, a beehive that was going really strong this spring, this spring. And I went out and checked them one day and I'm like, I got to put a box on this weekend. I, I got to give them another box because they don't have enough room. Um, well, before this weekend got here, they swarmed. Now there's, there's still some in the hive. Like, you know, all the bees didn't leave, but a lot of them did leave. And so that was another discouraging thing. It's like, it's like the things have been compounding. I'm not going to go into all the, all the animals that we've lost over the, over the years, things that we've learned. I may do a whole show on that someday, or I, I might, I might try to get somebody on to talk about lessons from loss on the farm. That would be a, that'd be a fun and interesting topic fun. Not really. It would be a, a painful, but interesting and useful lessons to learn from talking about that topic. Um, I had a, had a really good friend of mine come in over the weekend, Carrie Brown. If any of you are in the LFTN community, you know who Carrie Brown is. He's an awesome dude, but he came in, spent the weekend here and helped me get some stuff done around the farm. Um, I told my wife that we're going to lose all of our friends that visit because we always work them to death when they come. But I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good relationship. Like they work when I, when they come here, I go help them out when I'm at their place. So it, it's a give and take on, on both ends of that. But when Carrie was here, he, he helped me build a, a better roof over my rabbit cages. Basically, since we've lived here in Kentucky for going on six years, it's been tarps over top of the rabbit cages. Like I had a nice wood frame built, but it's been tarps draped over it. <laughs> so they would get leaks over the years and it just, it wasn't very good. So he helped me frame a roof on it and put metal on it. So now we've got a really awesome looking roof. It's open. It's airy. It's a lot lighter in there. The rabbits like it a lot better. I'm sure it's a lot cooler for them. It's really cool. He also helped me build a small porch, like a, I think about a four by four little porch entry thing on for our camper, our secondary camper, which will soon be an Airbnb camper. So if any of you are looking to, uh, you know, vacation near Dale Hollow Lake, close to Burksville, Kentucky, check Airbnb or just hit me up directly, Ken at constructiveliberty.com and we can, we can put you up. Um, so he helped me build the little porch and the steps that needed to be done on that. And then we walked around and looked at the farm. Carrie is a, uh, he's a homestead consultant, I think is what he calls himself. He basically, what he does is he goes out to people's homes little farms, whatever, and helps them create a design to, to manage, to grow food and animals and, and ponds and things like that. He helps them design their property for the best possible 
for to help them achieve the goals they want for that property. And so he gave me some really great ideas on some water features that Carmel and I were talking about and, and just how to uh, manage the water flow a little bit better in the front area of our property. We had some really great chats and actually I recorded one of those chats. So that's going to come out on Friday, Friday's podcast. Uh, check it out. It's going to be with Carrie Brown. So make sure you check your podcast feed on Friday, which will be the, I think the first, July the 1st. Speaking of July the 1st, isn't it unbelievable we're in July already? That's crazy. Crazy to me. But Friday, July the 1st, check it out. Awesome interview with Carrie Brown. Um, my in-laws came, you know, he, he was here Friday to Sunday. And then soon after he left, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got something going on here. I'm not sure. I was doing some insulation today, so it kind of got in my throat and is affecting me. Right after Carrie Brown left on Friday, my in-laws showed up, my mother and father-in-law, and they are here. I think they're leaving Friday. So almost a week, they will be here helping us around the farm and on the house. He really came to help us on the house, but um, spent the first two days working on some of our farm equipment and replanting our corn patch, which was not growing because when we planted it two weeks ago, it was really dry and we didn't get any rain until Sunday. So it did not grow. It just wasn't growing. And I think the birds probably ate all the corn seed. So he helped me work on the equipment, get it working better and um, replant the about a half or three quarter acre maybe of corn that we're trying to grow some of our pig feed. So that's all done. That's great. I'm super stoked about that. But that took the first two days. So today has been the first day we were actually able to work on the house. And we're getting the electrical knocked out, getting some insulation done. It's it, it, it's awesome seeing some progress being made because it. I feel like there's just been this big house, shell of a house sitting there nothing happening to it. And not only do I feel like that, that's kind of what's been happening. So I've needed somebody to come along and kick me in the butt, get me in gear, help me out. So that's awesome that my mother and father-in-law have been here helping us out with that. Um, in my, that, that's pretty well it on the farm. We've always have a few other things going on, but I can't go into all of that because we'd be here forever. Uh, in my coaching and consulting biz, I am working on a deal with somebody who I met at Self-Reliance Festival. And, and um, it's going to help me on the marketing side of my of my consulting business. I'm, I'm going to work with this person that I met. Um, this person has their own consulting business. And, and they mentioned they, they could probably use some services that I could offer. And so I'm working out a deal there to, to help them out also to grow my own skills, my own abilities, and, um, just get some confidence kind of in what I'm doing and have somebody who is experienced in that business help me out a little bit. You know, I'll help them out in order to gain that experience. So that's super exciting for me in the construction side of things. It, about a month ago, two months ago, things were slowing down a good bit. Like it seemed like I wasn't sure where the next job was going to come from. I had, you know, four weeks of work and I'd work a little bit and I'd have three weeks of work and it just, the work kept slowing down and it wasn't rolling in. 
Well, within the last couple of weeks, it seemed to take off again. So that that's really good. I'm I'm excited about that. It's really picked back up, and um, that's good. That's that's the construction side of thing. That's that's an update on some of the businesses that I'm managing, that I operate, that I own, that I run. Um, now let's get on to the main topic of the show. Sixteen minutes in, I've been reading this book, Psycho Cybernetics. So for those of you who are on the live stream, you can see it's uh, by Maxwell Maltz, who is a doctor. Um, he was a, a plastic surgeon. It's a super interesting book. I've only read three chapters, and I'm like, I need to read it again right away after I've read it. But in chapter three is titled Imagination, the first key to your success mechanism. And I'm just going to go through and kind of read a couple of things that I've highlighted in the book. And then couple thoughts that I had at the end of it. So he says that creative imagination enters into our every act. See, imagination sets our goal picture. Like we always have a picture of what we want and we have to imagine it. If, uh, if you want to build a house or you want to do anything, you have a picture in your mind and that picture comes from your imagination. So we act or fail to act, not because of our will. Most people think that, you know, we just got to have more willpower, but that's not necessarily the truth. It's really, it's because of our imagination. I see Annie is watching. It looks like maybe over on Facebook. Hey, Annie, good to, good to see you here. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily because of our willpower, but human beings act and feel and perform in accordance with what he imagines to be true about himself and his environment. So if you think, uh, just just for instance, if you're out hiking and you see something big and brown coming through the trees at you, you think it's a bear, right? You are going to become terrified and you're going to run the other direction. Now, it might be a big dog. It might be, you know, completely in your imagination, but you act and felt with what you believe to be true about that. Your nervous system, your nervous system reacts appropriately to what you think or imagine to be true. You act and feel not according to what things really are like, but according to what the image your mind holds of what they are like. You have certain mental images of yourself, your world, and the people around you, and you behave as if those images were true. So we've all been in situations where we're talking with people or, or dealing with people and they think something is true. They think that maybe you've wronged them or they think that you tried to take advantage of them or they think something is true that isn't true. And they act, they feel according to what they believe to be true. Even if you know it's not true, even if you can eventually persuade them or convince them that the opposite of what they actually believed is true. But while they believe that, while they imagine that thing to be true, they act in a way that, that reaffirms it for them. So when we realize that our actions, our feelings, and behavior are the result of our own images and belief, that gives us a lever like to, to, to change our actions, all right? Mental pictures offer us an opportunity to practice new traits and attitudes. So if you want to say you have a trouble with anger, if you um, lash out when something doesn't go your way, 
if you can begin to imagine yourself acting differently, like play it out in your mind, those things happening. But when it comes to the point where you would typically lash out in anger, force yourself in your mind to, to not act that way, to actually react in a positive way, to, to remain calm. And that, those are ways that you can change your, your actions and your attitudes to practice those things. It's possible because your nervous system actually cannot tell the difference between an actual experience and one that's imagined, vividly imagined. And like, I find that super amazing. Your, your nervous system can't tell the difference between something that's real and something that you vividly imagined. Like who knew? Mind blown, right? If we picture ourselves performing in a certain manner, it's nearly the same as the actual performance. Like not just, uh, okay, I think I'm singing in the Grand Ole Opry. No, like vividly imagine it. See the people, see the crowd, hear them screaming your name or whatever. All the things like create the whole experience in your mind. It's, it's does the same thing for you, nearly the same thing as if it actually happened. We're always acting out some role in life. So why not select the right role? Why not be successful in the role that we're playing? Whether that's, uh, you know, we, we imagine things. I imagine circumstances all the time. Imagine conversations. I imagine things playing out a certain way. Since I'm going to go through the trouble to, to imagine that, to create the circumstance and the experience in my mind, why wouldn't I create it to where I'm successful or to where it has a positive outcome? Then I'm rehearsing the good things. I'm, I, everything leading up to the conversation that I'm having in my mind can be positive if I imagine it that way. And, and that really gives me a different perspective. It gives me, a, um, it changes my actions leading up to that. So if we're acting out a role, in real life or, or in our mind, why not play the role that is successful? Why not play the role that you want to play? Uh, moving on here, <clears throat> excuse me, instead of trying hard by conscious effort to do the thing with iron-jawed willpower and all the while worrying and picturing to yourself all the things that are likely to go wrong, you simply relax. Stop trying to do it by strain and effort. Picture yourself hitting the target you really want to hit and let your creative success mechanism take over. Mentally picturing the desired end result literally forces you to use your positive thinking. You know, a lot of people like to bash positive thinking. And the way most people use it is, if I imagine the parking spot next to the door, I'll get the parking spot next to the door. But that's not the way that works. It's positive thinking is... Oh, just think positively about things, but your, your actions come from the way you think. So you think positively, you act positively. And most of the time you get the positive results because your actions and your thoughts move you towards that. If you act negatively, if you think negatively, you tend to act negatively, right? And then, then you get a negative result. So that plays out. Um, you're not relieved from effort and work, but your efforts are used to carry you forward towards your goal 
rather than the futile, futile mental conflict that results when you want and try to do one thing, but picture yourself mentally, like mentally picture yourself doing something else. It's hard to act outside of the way we picture ourselves acting. So if if I um, imagine a conflict with my wife over something, and then you know I imagine that conversation in my head, and then she approaches me about it, I'm immediately defensive because in my mind it was a negative interaction. But if I create a positive interaction in my head, it calms me down. It changes my focus. It changes my attitude, and it helps me to interact in actuality to interact better with her. So before a person can change, he must see him or herself in a new role. Um, And then moving on is talking about knowing the truth about yourself and how we imagine negative or positive things about ourselves. It says an all wise and all powerful creator would not turn out an inferior product any more than a master painter would paint inferior canvases. So um, Beethoven didn't create cruddy music and uh, Vincent van Gogh didn't paint junky things. Like they created masterpieces and God, the, the highest creator of all created everything. He created us. So he's not going to create no junk. He's not creating something that's inferior. He, he created masterpieces. You just have to learn how to fully utilize all the functions he gave you. It's like, imagine, you know, you get a new phone for the first time and it takes you a long time to learn all the features and functions on that phone, to learn how to use it to its greatest capability. We as human beings are the same way. We spend our whole lifetime learning the things that we're interested in, learning the things that we're good at, learning how to uh, learning how to best function in life to create the biggest impact in life, learning what brings us and others happiness. It, we are an incredible machine, much more complex than a phone. So why not fully utilize all the features and functions that we come with, no matter how long it takes to learn it? So God sees us as men and women in whom and through he can do a great work. And that was pretty much all I had uh, highlighted in that chapter. And I, I want to share with you a couple things that I jotted down and then, then we'll end this because we're getting close to 30 minutes here. Um, and talking about the, the imagining the interactions, the experiences ahead of time, this was my thought. My visualizations always tend to center on negative outcomes. I imagine that people don't like me. They'll reject me and won't want to talk to me, won't want me to do the work for them. Won't, uh, I just imagine that people will have uh, bad feelings or a bad attitude or towards me. My inability to be at ease or hold a conversation or speak in public is a direct result of that visualization or that imagination. But why don't I spend the same energy imagining those things? Why not focus that imagining that people do like me, that they do have fun talking to me, that they do enjoy spending time with me, that they do like what I, what I give to the relationship. 
imagine the growth that come that would come from if I change my thoughts from the negative to the positive. Imagine the growth and the impact that could come out of that. Like so much good, it would be so much better. Those are all the thoughts I had today. It's a little bit of a of a kind of a not a rambly show, but a variety of topics there. Um, the business update, and then my thoughts from what I was reading in Psycho-Cybernetics. Again, go check out the book, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Fantastic read. Like, it's it's great. Um, if you like the show, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would. Tag me on Instagram, like screenshot it, tag me on Instagram, and uh, I will, I'll give you a shout out on the next show. Also, if you like business conferences, my cousin David Kaufman has a uh, a business conference every year. It's uh, EdgeCon USA. It is billed as the most transformative Christian small business conference in America. I've been there for the last three years. I love it. I plan to go every single year. But here's the thing with that. I have a ticket that I'm giving away to EdgeCon 2023. And the giveaway ends on June the 30th. That's tomorrow. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. Go sign up. You have a chance at winning a free ticket, $500 value. Okay, these tickets cost $500. So you can go for free other than your hotel stay and your food. But the ticket to the conference will be free if you win it. But to win it, you have to enter. Link in the show notes. All it is, enter your name and your email address, and you're good to go. You have a chance at winning. With that, I'm going to leave you the way I leave you every single episode. You can do whatever you want in life, but whatever you do, do good work.